We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. My name is Tori Simone, and you guys will never believe what just happened. You guys will literally never believe what just happened. I just recorded this entire episode with my audio not plugged in. Oh my God, I want to die. So the whole thing recorded on my computer and not through my microphone. And the audio in it sounds kind of horrible. So I'm so incredibly sorry. I realized that after I was done filming the episode and my ads, but I really don't want to redo the episode because I thought it was really good. And I feel like if I re-answer these advice questions, that it's not going to be as authentic. So I kind of don't want to re-record it for that reason. If it was another topic, I definitely would. Because it does sound like I'm on a Skype call with you guys like for the whole time. So I'm really, really sorry about that. Oh my God, I literally can't believe that happened. I recorded my podcast and my ads like that. So we're just going to pretend that we're on like a Zoom call and I'm interviewing myself on a Zoom call because that's pretty much the quality that it sounds like. So I hope you guys can adjust to it. I'm very sorry for the audio. Um, Clearly you will hear now and on my exit that I fixed it in the meantime. But oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I don't even know how. 
I don't even know how it was like plugged in. My light was turned on. I don't even know how, but that's okay. We are not going to start our Monday like this. So I hope you guys can look past the awful audio. I'm so sorry. Um, but I have a very exciting episode for you guys today and I'm going to cut to the beginning of the episode where I didn't even know my audio was all messed up. So we are going to hear me be so innocent, so naive because I don't even know. So let's cut to that. Love you guys. I'm so sorry for this audio, but hope you can understand. Love you guys. Hello. Welcome back to Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and this is Manifest with Tori Simone. I hope you guys are all having an amazing Monday and you survived another week. You're ready to take on another. And today we're talking about advice. This is an advice session. Um, normally I just do like questions, like ask me any questions that you have. But this one I want specifically for advice. So I posted a question poll forum, I guess, on my Instagram, which is at Tori Sterling underscore. If you guys want to check it out or be involved in future advice sessions on Instagram for the pod. Um, but I also said that you guys could DM me. So um, I have a lot of really good questions and I have really good DMs as well. So I'm very excited to um, talk to you guys and start talking about our lives together. So without further ado, let's just jump right in, huh? So the first question is one that I think a lot of people can relate to, and it's one that's actually very relevant in my life with a friend is going through the exact same thing. And the question is, or I guess the advice is, I don't like my internship at all, even though it's exactly what I thought I wanted to do. It takes up all my time and makes me so unhappy, but I'm not sure what I should do with it. I'm not sure what I should do about it slash what to do if I leave. Love you and your content. Thank you. Love you too. Okay. So there's um, a good amount of layers to this that I kind of want to dissect into and um, jump into. Also, I kind of feel like I, I tend to give tough love a lot of time, um, especially to people that I'm really close with. I do give tough love to people that I'm close with and I assume that I'm close with you guys. So I might be giving kind of tough love. But I feel like I'm a big sister to some of you guys, and it's kind of what big sisters do, right? Okay, so the first thing that I want to address is that there's definitely a transitional period in your life, specifically post-grad, where you go from college, or in this case, she has an internship, so I'm going to assume that she's still in college, but this will still apply. Um, This can also be applied to anyone with a job or Honestly, just anything like life after college, even if it's during college. So there's this transitional period that happens after college. Now, I dropped out of college when I was a um, freshman in college. So I was uh, 18 when I dropped out. And so I had to adjust to life after school pretty quickly. Now, luckily, I was doing YouTube and I was a spin instructor. So I was really happy with what I was doing. So I didn't have this huge shift of life as a student and then life in the real world um, because I just, I was able to do a job that I really enjoyed and that I really liked. So I'm very fortunate, but I know the majority of people don't experience something like that. So here's my take on that, knowing that I personally never experienced it, but I do have some advice and insight. So there's definitely a transitional period from college to the real world because in college, you make your own schedule in terms of Yes, you have your class times that you can schedule, but you know, if you don't like this 8 a.m. class, you can drop it to do it at 2 p.m. Or you know that you have classes at 8, 12, and 1. So maybe you're going to kind of have like the nights off or you're gonna, you know, structure your day 
more tailored to your flexible schedule when it comes to your classes. And if you have a job in college, it's typically a part-time job. So you go part-time, you get to come home, you get to go out with your friends, and you still, you still get to have a life when you're in college. Once you graduate college, you then typically jump into the work world, or as other people call it, which is a way that I refer to it, which is the real world. I'm using quotes when I say that. So in this real world, we now have this shift and this adjustment that takes time to get used to. It's now a Monday through Friday, eight to five grind, and you feel like you are completely trapped in your job and you feel like you're just really stuck in your job. Um, because it's this adjustment period and you know you suddenly don't have the freedom to do what you used to be able to do you don't have the freedom to skip class if you don't want you don't have the freedom to go out on a thursday until 2 a.m because you don't have work the next day until 4 p.m now you have work the next day at 8 a.m you can't take long weekends because you have work on mondays and fridays so there's definitely this adjustment period that goes into the working world that i think is very brushed over and not very talked about a lot even though it really is a huge adjustment because we spend our whole lives from the time we are four years old until the time we're 22 or 23, if you went to college, having this schedule of you go to school and then you get to have a life outside of school. Now, when you work, it's it's harder because it's actually, you want, you're getting paid for it. So you have these certain expectations that you have to meet. You have like deadlines you have to hit. You have a boss you have to please. You have all these sorts of new roles that you're taking on while you're transitioning out of something that you've known for the past 18 years of your life. It's a really tricky transitional period. So I think a lot of people, when they start working, they feel immediately trapped, whether it's something that you love or something that you don't. I think the feeling of my job is taking up all of my time and I'm really unhappy is not uncommon to hear because it's a transitional period. Now, with that being said, my best advice is to try and just lean into that and find a routine within your working world and your working day. So maybe you're used to doing your workouts at night. Maybe you want to try and switch them to the morning so that you can wake up and feel like you've seized the morning, that you start the day with yourself, and then you go into work. So by the time you go to work, you know that you've already had three or two hours to yourself to really start the day on a note that you want. Um, maybe you're going to treasure your nights more and you're going to make sure that you have your nights set down to do a side hustle or a hobby or to go see your friends for dinner three nights a week, whatever it might be. You can kind of start learning this new routine. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad, but it will take time to get used to. So give yourself like six months to a year, honestly, to get used to this new rhythm of your life and this new routine of your life. So that's to address the second part of your question when it comes to like, you know, this is taking up all my time. I feel really unhappy. I think that's totally normal. And I do think it's a transitional period. And I want you to give yourself time to adjust to it, to learn to it and to kind of adapt to this new uh, chapter of your life. Now, coming back to the first part of your question, where she said that her internship is making her unhappy, even though it's exactly what she thought she wanted to do. Now, this is very important to note as well, because you are allowed to change your mind a million times in your life what you want to do. You can have something dead set and as soon as you go to start working or achieve your goal, you can quickly realize that this is not at all what I want to do. And thank God that this is an internship where you get to learn. That's the part of internships that are so valuable. You get to kind of dip your, your toes in the water and see if you like this path for you. Or if you don't, you get to readjust and 
go on a new path. And you know, the whole readjusting of what you thought you wanted to do can be a little frightening and a little scary because for so long, you've always had this idea of this is what I want to do. And I'm going to get this internship and then I'm going to get a job and then I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, all these sorts of things. Life happens when you are busy making plans. So you need to be able to realize that, you know, this isn't what I want to do, even though it's what I thought I wanted to do. And you need to be able to go with the flow and readjust and start exploring things that you like. That's where college is really awesome because you get to explore a lot of avenues. That's where life outside of college is really awesome because you also get to explore a lot of avenues. So just because you're in a position right now where you thought you would be, but you ended up hating it, again, that's also something that I think is really normal and you're allowed to feel a little lost, but also know that you don't have to stay in this career field just because it's what you thought you wanted to do your whole life. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to switch your career paths. And I know so many people that have college degrees that don't do anything with that now, but they're in another field that they're so happy in. So feel free to change your mind. Feel free to find a new job if it's not something that you are liking or something that you just really are miserable. And I don't think you should be miserable in your job. Um, and I think everyone should enjoy their job to a certain degree. I think everyone will work better if they enjoy their job. And I think you'll, you know, look forward to your life more if you enjoy what you do for a lot of your life. So, um, I definitely recommend to maybe explore other avenues of your life that you really like, but also just know that it's totally normal and totally okay to not do what you thought you've always wanted to do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed, and the candidates that match that get sent right to me, and then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for, and then it really just comes down to like which do I vibe with the best, and that's honestly pretty hard to choose from, but Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. 
Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. All right, the next advice question. It says, I've been friends with the same girl since elementary school. In the past year or so, I've been more focused on bettering myself and productivity while they've been focusing on partying and getting drunk. I'm always stuck because I want to hang out with them, but don't always want to party like they are. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for happy hour or something, but they go hard. Now they booked a trip for Miami for one of their birthdays, and I don't know how to tell them I don't want to go. I know it's going to be a weekend full of hardcore partying, and I truly don't want that but I wish I could celebrate my friend's birthday in a less intense way. Advice on balancing your social life when your friends go way harder than you. Girl, I can relate so freaking hard. Okay, this is a great question and I'm excited to talk about this. So I totally get with being with the same friends that you've been friends with since elementary school. Hopefully what that says to me is that no matter what happens, they're always going to be your friend no matter what. So if you don't want to go out hardcore partying, they should understand when you say like, Hey, I just kind of don't want to do that tonight. I'm just going to stay in that. They won't be mad at you. They won't be upset with you. Cause it seems like you guys have this long history of friendship and a lot of loyalty there. So that's a really good foundation to start with knowing that you guys always have each other's backs and no matter what you say, they'll probably still be there. So that's a really good foundation to have right there. Now I can relate to this because I am definitely the friend that if you want to go out and you have a good time and you want to get wasted and you want to like have a night to remember, you don't call me. I'm not the friend that you call. I'm probably the friend you'll call if you need a 
like if you need a ride home from the bar or if you want a movie night, that's who you call when you call me. So I think that we all have people like that in our lives where we have friends where, you know, if we want to have a good time, we know who to call. If we want to go to the movies with someone, we know who to call. And it sounds to me like you're the friend that you call if you need to ride home from the bar or if you want to have a girl's night in, you're that friend. And I think every friend group needs to have a friend like that. And it just sounds like you are. And that's amazing. One of my best, 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 best friends, Katie, loves to go out. And that's awesome for her. I love that she does that. And I go out every now and then with her, but I'm not always going out as hard as her every single time that she goes out. And it doesn't affect our friendship. It doesn't make me less of a friend. It doesn't make her more of a friend. It's just a preference of our social lives. And she also knows that even though she's one of my best friends, if she wants to have an an amazing time out, I'm probably not her first call. Um, She might be my first call because I know she's a good time, but I know I'm not really a good time. So I'm probably not her first call. And having that kind of unspoken relationship is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, it doesn't make her and I any less of friends. It doesn't mean we bond any less. Um, It's just how our friendship is. And if you, kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, you saying to your friends, hey, I don't really want to go out tonight. That shouldn't hinder anything with your friendship. It shouldn't make you less of a friend. shouldn't make them more of a friend. It's just a preference of staying in or going out. When it comes to your friend's birthday for Miami, um, I swear we're living the same life because one of my other best friends, Lindsay, she had her 21st birthday in Vegas. And I have one, a fear of flying into, I was just really busy in work that time. So I didn't end up actually going to her 21st birthday party in Vegas. And to this day, it's never been an issue. It's never been something that we have thought about, never been something that we've even really talked about all that much. It was just like, hey, she's doing this for her 21st birthday and I didn't go, but we were able to celebrate just the two of us. We went to dinner and we had a great time and you know, her birthday is, was on Friday this past week. Um, so, and we had a great little birthday party for her and it was just, you know, super fun. She's turning 23. So this is now two years later, but, um, you can have a maybe birthday dinner with this one friend and be like, Hey, I know I'm not going to Miami, but here, like, let's go get dinner or let's go to brunch. And you said you like happy hour, girl, go have happy hour. Um, if you are going to change yourself for your friends then they should change for you as well, meaning if you're not the type to go get wasted on a Wednesday night, but they are, and they're expecting you to come get wasted on a Wednesday night, then I don't think it's out of the ordinary for you to ask them to kind of have a night in with you. Um, to me, it seems fair. And to me, it just seems like you're the friend in the friend group that is more of the mom role and that's okay. Every friend group needs one, but you guys do have the history, the loyalty and the friendship from years and years and years that no matter what you say, I think they will always be around. Yes. Saying that you aren't going to Miami is probably going to be a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation, but sometimes you got to have difficult conversations that aren't always fun, but just make sure that you tell her with lots of love that like, Hey, thank you so much for inviting me, but it's just really not my scene. It's really not a good time for me in my life right now to be going to Miami, but Um, I'd love it if we could go to brunch or to dinner and I could just take you out and we could just have, you know, a little girl's night in. I think that'd be so awesome. So best of luck with your friends. Great question. And uh, I'm really relating to you guys today. This one is very interesting. The question is, how do I deal with manifestation failures? Great question. So to me, there's one simple answer. And that answer is, it's not your time yet. So let me back up and explain what that means a little bit. 
So if one of my manifestations is to have a beautiful new house, right? So like right now I'm in a condo and I love it, but I have been wanting a new house. I've been, you know, searching for a little bit, but obviously we all know the market's crazy right now. So I haven't really found a home that I love. And while that doesn't mean that it's a failure of manifestation, it just means that it's not my time yet. So if one of your manifestations is to become a spin instructor, right? And you go to the same studio and you absolutely love that studio. You get an audition with them and you don't move past the audition. You stay in the audition and you know you don't pass it. You don't move on. That to some can feel like a failure in the manifestations. But to me, that just means that it's not your time yet. Even though you manifest becoming a spin instructor, maybe at that one studio and you get rejected from that same studio to become a spin instructor, that just means that it was not your season of life to become a spin instructor at that studio yet. Your manifestations will come true when they are ready for you, but more importantly, when you are ready for them. Maybe there's something going on in your life right now that might not make sense now, but will in the future. Once you finally do reach that manifestation, you're like, hmm, that's why it didn't work out before. Things had to fall into place first so that this could later fall into place. And I really do think the universe has a special way of timing things out. And one of my favorite quotes that brings me a lot of peace is the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. And while sometimes we get frustrated with the universe, we get frustrated with our manifestations that they don't always happen in the timeline that we expect, the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. So when your manifestations feel like a fail or feel like that they just aren't coming true, it's probably because it's not your time yet. So just keep being patient, keep practicing your manifestations and keep working towards your goal And when it happens to you, oh my God, it's going to be so much sweeter because you know what it feels like to not have what you want. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. getting a lot of questions about advice for becoming a spin instructor and advice to kind of just enter into the whole spin instructor space. So we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. So as a studio owner, I will tell you what I look for when I am looking at talent for new instructors or I'm training new instructors or I know when my trainees are ready to go up on stage. So first and foremost is Form and endurance, those two go hand in hand. You need to be able to have incredible form up on the stage when you're not looking at yourself. Um, It's very normal to have really good form when you're able to look at yourself in the mirror, but then as soon as you are now facing the class and not in the mirror, 
are you able to keep up with that good form and know your body well enough to be like, okay, I feel like my left shoulder is slipping. I need to tighten it up. I can tell that my core is not tucked in. I need to engage it. So form is so important also because you don't want to look like a mess up on the stage when you're teaching. You want to make sure that you are tight. You want to make sure that you have incredible form. You want to make sure that you are strong and an example for other riders in the room. So form is definitely number one alongside with endurance. If you are going to be up on that stage, I need you to be able to hold a three-minute sprint if I want you to. I need you to be able to hold um, Cry Baby by Meg Thee Stallion on the fast beat five times in a row if I want you to. Um, normally, I don't have my instructors do that, but I feel like if I threw it at them, they would be able to do it. It's really a measure of how mentally strong are you and how much are you willing to push yourself. So once I see riders in class or people in auditions have incredible form and good endurance slash stamina, then I can kind of allow them to progress into a training situation. So the best way to get the attention of your instructor or your studio owner is to constantly be going to as many classes as you can sitting front row as much as you can and never missing a freaking beat. You have to be on it. Like you have to perform every time that you're in that room. If you want to become an instructor, you really have to show that yes, you can ride, but you're going to ride even harder than the instructor is. Like I want you to outride your instructor essentially. Um, and I want you to really bring it. I want you to push yourself. I don't want you to back off. And especially when it's uncomfortable, I want you to keep going. Um, because that is going to be the discipline that makes you a better rider in the long run. And especially if you're up on that stage, I really need to see that you're mentally strong enough to be up there. Um, another thing that I really look for is a commanding presence in a kind manner, meaning I want you to be able to walk in the spin room and know that you own that room and know that you are the greatest thing since sliced bread and that you just have all that and a bag of chips figured out and you're just this incredible instructor. Um, but you are going to deliver in a kind way with your ego left at the door. I don't want you to walk in thinking that you're above your riders. I don't want you to walk in your room thinking that you're above the spin class. You are the spin class. You influence the energy in that room, but you need to have no ego attached to it. You need to know that you're showing up to give your riders an amazing workout. And it's not like the Tory show or it's not like your instructor show. Um, it's here for a stride class or a soul cycle class, whatever studio you're trying to teach at. It's that studio's class, but with your own flair on it with no ego. Um, so I really look for confidence and I really looked for a commanding tone. I don't want you to be second guessing yourself. I want you to tell me what to do and I need you to deliver it with confidence when you say it. Um, so I really, really do look for that. I don't want to see hesitation. I don't want to see insecurities. I really just want to see strong, confident and commanding instructors that can deliver it in a kind and friendly tone. So those are really big key factors that I look for. But if you want to become an instructor, um, definitely focus on your form, your endurance, and your tone that you bring into the studio with you. And as much as you can, you should be in there riding. Um, if it's, you know, like a, a boutique studio like me, um, make sure that you ride with as many instructors as you can really get familiar with the staff and kind of get to know everyone a little bit, kind of like become their friend a little bit more. 
Um, I definitely just feel like that always helps, like really getting into the studio environment definitely helps. But above all, the biggest thing is to be an amazing writer and that will take you so, so, so far. Um, so yeah, that's probably my advice and it's what I look for when I am scouting talent to be instructors. Okay, this question is interesting and I'm not quite sure how to answer it, so I'm going to take a whack at it. It says, I hooked up with my best friend's brother and I don't know where we stand now. What should I do? LOL. Okay, so I don't know if you mean where do you stand with the best friend or with the brother, so I'll just address both. Now, first and foremost, I cannot relate to this whatsoever because growing up, I never was around any of my best friend's brothers. Uh, like Lindsay's best friend brother, Lindsay's best friend, Lindsay is my best friend and her brother is younger than us. Um, and so that's never been an issue there. And Katie's brother, I actually went on a date with Katie's older brother. Um, and that was just a thing. <laughs> that was just like a one-time thing. And we're like, okay, we're good. I don't, I don't know. Because I guess it's just like a fun thing to do. Um, so anyway, that was never weird either. So let me try and answer this the best way that I possibly can. So the first thing I would do is tell your best friend. Because like on Real Housewives of New Jersey, Lauren was dating Albie's best friend, Vito. And it like caused some tension in the fam, but I think they worked it all out and I think all's good. So the first thing I would do is tell your best friend and be like, this happened. How do you feel about it? And then your best friend will tell you how they feel. Now, if they react positively, then all is good and onward. But if they react negatively, I'm trying to think like if one of my best guy friends hooked up with my sister I wouldn't be upset, but then again, they're not like my best friend. You know what I mean? Like, okay. If she responds negatively, I would just explain your viewpoint, I guess, and just be like, well, I hooked up with him because da da da. And maybe you and this boy have always had like some history in the past. Maybe it was like a drunk one night thing. And if it was a drunk one night thing, like, haha, laugh it off funny. But if you guys have like history in the past, your feelings are valid and your feelings for him are valid. And just because it's your best friend's brother, sometimes he can't always help it. So talk to your best friend first, see how she feels. She does have that situation. Now let's address the brother. Is it going to be awkward when you see the brother? It shouldn't be because you guys are both adults and you're both mature enough to be hooking up. So you're mature enough to go about your daily life as normal. Um, so I hope he doesn't make things awkward. But if you don't know where you stand with him, you should definitely tell him. So I would just say something like, regardless of like, whichever way you feel, go like one of two ways. Just be like, hey, that was like a one-time thing. I'm glad it happened or something, but like probably won't do it again. So sorry. Hope to see you around soon. We can laugh this off. It's so funny that we did that. Blah, blah, blah. Or you can kind of take in the direction of like, hey, now what? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can go one of two ways, definitely because you know your best friend's brother. So you probably can have more of like that conversation without something like a psycho that after one night saying, you're like, so what are we not asking like to define a relationship, just being like, are we, was that a one-time thing or now what sort of situation? Honestly, at the end of the day, I think this is something that even if it was a one-time thing, you guys would be able to all look back on and be like, remember that time. And I think that's a great mindset to have, you know, so what? you know, have fun, do whatever you want to do, have fun. 
Um, and just talk to your best friend first. I think that's the first thing you do is talk to your best friend, but also just realize that your best friend hopefully will understand and keep me posted. I'm very interested to see how this ends up. All right, guys, back to the good audio. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of Manifest. Uh, Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. I absolutely love listening to your advice and or I guess hearing questions that you guys have. And it's so kind that you guys trust me so much with sharing advice. So I really do appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Happy Monday, everybody. And I'll talk to you guys all next week. Have a great day. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye, guys.